I would like it on the record for when Liz is editing this that she's currently singing the antidepressant song from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I'm not doing anything like that. He very much is. Mm-mm. No, I started. I started my cor- I, rest- I started my recording after that, so it's off the fucking record. Well, like a good neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was like a good neighbor. State Farm is here. It's there. God. State Farm is here now. <laughs> State Farm. It's in my house. It's in your house. This is going at the beginning of the episode. You're <laughs> <laughs> in your living room. They're standing over you, watching you while you sleep. Look How Sane and Linear We Are Being is a Homestuck fan analysis podcast and is not affiliated with Andrew Hussey, Viz Media, What Pumpkin Studios, or any of Homestuck's official entities. Please remember to support the release of its books and merchandise whenever possible. Feel free to read along with us. If you have epilepsy or any other light-sensitive disabilities or disorders, we suggest you stick to the audio. This show is not safe for work, and if you're a minor, we ask that you wait to listen until you're old enough to vote for our clown juggalo overlords. It's time to go to hell. Hi, and welcome to Look How Sane and Linear We Are Being, a Homestuck fan cast in the year of our Lord, 2019. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm also Elizabeth. And congratulations to both of us for getting through Act 4! We have gotten through the first four acts of Homestuck. That's fucking nothing. I know! And I can't believe either of those things. I can't believe that we've gone through that court, and I can't believe that it's just, it's nothing. We're not to the 2,000 page mark yet, but we're about 2,000 pages in. We're, we're almost 25% of the way through Homestuck. That is ridiculous. On every level. We're almost a fourth of the way there. Oh boy. Oh boy. We have so much more Homestuck to read, Elizabeth. So much more homesick. So many more recaps. Uh, no, no, please, God, no. Elizabeth, you said you had some opinions about the recap. My main opinion about the recap is that if you need a fucking recap, if you need multiple, multiple recaps that take someone 20 minutes to read, I don't think you're doing a very good job telling the story. Oh no, Elizabeth's coming in here with a hot take. That's my job usually. No, this is my hot take. First of all, this hot take is served with an actual genuine appreciation for the story I'm reading because this hot take is that Homestuck would be so much better if Hussey just reined himself the fuck in. Could you chill for Five minutes, could you not decide that you want to make everything the literal most complicated it could possibly be to the point where you need to explain in depth what is going on and like the motivations and the background because no one can follow what's going on. If you 
cut half of the story threads he has going on right now, it would be so much better! Oh my god! Well, Elizabeth, I think that you'd be able to tell what was going on if you were just a little bit better at reading Homestuck. We disagree on that matter, then. It made me so mad and so frustrated in this reading session in particular. There was a lot. And honestly, there was some very good shit going on. I think I knew the exact moment where you were just like the most pissed that I've ever seen you. And that was like when you were reading the recap and Andrew Hussey pa- like, didn't really pause the recap, but there is a sentence in the recap that says that Rose and Dave had a dance party. <laughs> he put the dance party in the recap. Like it was just as important as everything else. I don't know. I don't think he knows how to write recaps. I don't think he knows how to write summaries. I don't think he knows how to write. <laughs> Are you saying that Andrew Hussey isn't a good writer? I'm saying that I have some feedback for Mr. Oh no! Andrew Hussey. That's all. Andrew Hussey could benefit from an editor. Yes. For the public's sake, an editor is not the same as a copy editor. Yes. Because a copy editor is, you know, they go in there and they find all the grammatical mistakes. An editor helps you clean up your fucking act. (laughs) There's three rounds of editing. Give us a very quick recap that doesn't involve any dance parties, just so everybody knows what you're talking about. Oh, there's three rounds of editing in a story. And the first one is overall, like, plot, characters, straight up, what's the story, and what can be better, and what needs to go. The second round of editing is cohesiveness of the story. So... Things that don't track, things that, oh, you said this character had brown eyes in this scene, but then you had said they had blue eyes in this scene, things like that. And then the third round of editing is straight-up proofreading, it's sentence structure, it's grammar, it's things like that. Fun fact, I learned all that at a panel I went to at Denver Pop Culture Con. I thought that was a fancy thing that you learned in your fancy linguistics college, but... No, I took one creative writing class in college and I hated it. But those are the three rounds of editing, generally speaking, when you're writing a novel. And I know this isn't a novel, it's a webcomic, but I think Andrew Hussey could use some of the first kind of editing. I mean, it's, it's not a novel, but it has more words than The Odyssey. Yeah, so like, it's novel length. It's more than novel length. It's very long. This is more than Game of Thrones if it was ever finished. The thing is, Andrew Hussey, he's trying to be very impressive. And to some extent, he is. He is keeping track of all of these different threads. He is keeping all these balls in the air. He is making all of this timeline stuff work out. And it seems to work. Like, as far as I can tell... It does track. But the problem is that I have to say, as far as I can tell, because I had to read through the entire recap. Liz said, oh, you can skim it. I had to read through the entire recap because I did not know what the fuck was going on at that point. The other thing, while I'm just, like, saying the things that annoyed and frustrated me in this reading session, I also don't 
like the way he structured all of the exile parts at the end. Oh yeah, where he he did it completely out of order and with no structure whatsoever. Completely out of order. He tried to do it the same every time, but then it wasn't the same every time. He did that weird sentence structure thing that got old after like two pages. He's trying to do too much. I'm firmly of that belief. He has too many plot threads, he has too many tonal shifts, he has too many characters. Elizabeth, I'm sorry, if you think he has too many characters now, I'm very sorry for later. I know! It's only going to get worse from here! (laughs) I know this. But like, if I was Andrew Hesse's editor, I'd be like, what the fuck are you thinking? You need to take this all and cut it down by about half. You need to cut half of it out. Maybe, like, two-thirds of it out. Maybe you just need to cut the whole thing out and, like, just do pester logs. Yeah, how about you just do pester logs and, like, the art is actually- I mean, it's good. It's good. It's just, like- Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm gonna stop you right there. Uh-huh. Some of the art in some of the uh, flashes that we saw today was not Andrew Hussey. There you go! <laughs> so, like, you can't even do that right. No, 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 no. How wait. I do want to say. Yeah. He did ask for this art on Homestuck forums, and I think it was unpaid artwork. I don't like that either. I can't say that for sure. It's been a while since I've read, there was like an article about it. It's been a while since I read it, so don't, you know, take that to heart, but I'm pretty sure it was unpaid, and also it was... You know, he would just post an assignment and just, like, whoever got it and did it first got it. I I know one of the ones that we saw today was that one shot that was up on the screen for, like, 0.2 seconds of Rose on, like, that black background with all of the the crackling wizard electricity. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That was one of the other artists. Uh, If that's true, I would say pay goddamn artists. Oh, my God. He might have paid them, and I just didn't know, but... I'm also going to bank on that he did not pay them because I am an artist and I know yeah. know how a lot of people are approaching this sort of thing. Just blanket statement, pay your goddamn artists. Oh my god. Oh no, Elizabeth, are you, are you even angrier now? I'm even angrier and that could be possible. Now, now, Elizabeth, I do want to say he he pays his game artists very well. Okay, that's good. And the Paradox Space artists, he also pays well. That's good. I appreciate that. This was back in the early days when he had artists working on the the later flashes. I, I know they were paid. Okay, that's good. I'm just like, I'm so torn because there was some really good stuff this reading session. In, in a lot of different ways. You were having a lot of fun until the plot shit came up. Exactly. I was. I honestly was enjoying it. The plot shit gets in the way of my enjoyment of Homestuck. I think you would be really into Hive Swap. I don't know how to take that. It has the spirit of Homestuck, but it's way less complicated. Well, I mean, yeah. There were some good moments that I very much enjoyed. What was your favorite non-angering moment of this session? I gotta say, that first sound file. The baby and the... The the babies and the bunnies. I was 
laughing so hard the whole way through that. You were very delighted by that I one. was delighted because it was delightful. And the, like the occasional like cutaway to Carcat just like banging his head on the desk. Dying. Genuinely, my favorite part of that is like the part where like the badly drawn plane goes yes. into the hard rock cafe and then like just keeps going. It wasn't only, like, good and funny, like, it was charming, actually, in the most ridiculous way, but that's where the charm of Homestuck comes in. And it's a shame, I think, when Andrew Hussey loses that, because there are moments where he just loses it, and I think it's where he's trying to be too clever. And when he tries to be too clever, it loses the charm. When Andrew Hussey starts twisting his metaphorical mustache and going, Maha, I have the perfect plot hook for this one, then you know you're fucked. <laughs> exactly. I think this means, I, I don't want to say objectively, but I'm going to say objectively. Uh-huh. Act three is the best Homestuck act because it has the perfect blend of charm and also some cool action shit with Spurb and stuff, but it doesn't get too thick into the plot enough for you to be lost in it. Honestly, I think that's right. I really do. And also you get like some troll conversations. Right. It's right at the edge there. I feel, I feel like Act 3 is the perfect sampler plate of Homestuck, and if all of Homestuck was to Act 3 standards, this would be an entirely different podcast. Yes. Oh, I feel like I have to put a disclaimer out here. Oh, I'm sorry, everybody. If, if you are a very big fan of Homestuck and you are listening to this oh, podcast... Oh, this podcast for you! <laughs> no, I, here's the th I do think we all should look at our media critically, but if you like Homestuck to the point where like you don't like people dunking on it at all, we're going to dunk on it a, like, a lot very soon. <laughs> as much as I just dunked on it, I have a feeling that this is only the beginning. Listen the fuck to me. <laughs> there is a section, it's like right after Act 5 that's coming up, mm -hmm. that I am going to dunk the fuck on. I am so angry at it. <laughs> good. Good. It could be so good. It could be so good. That's what makes me the most frustrated, the most angry, and I think I've said this before, there is the possibility in Homestuck of a truly great piece of media. It's good. In parts, it's very good. And it could be really great if it was just less. It's trying to fit 10 pounds of shit into a 5-pound bag. <laughs> I was going to compare it to Supernatural having 15 No! <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> you just gotta know where to stop. It's like, it's like how they keep making Simpsons episodes. <laughs> right, and it's at some point, it's just like, please, we don't want these. You gotta rein it in. You gotta know where the line is. And you gotta know when you stopped being a good storyteller and when you're just being clever because often those two do not overlap yeah and if you rank being clever above being a good storyteller you've lost it 
you've lost the story. Oh, I know. I'm going to have this completely cyclical plot hook that doesn't make a lot of sense on the way through until I spell it out at the end completely out of order. Right. I'm all for parallelism and cyclical plot hooks and all of that, but I'm gonna be honest, I was so frustrated when we... On the one hand, I was when I saw there was a recap, I was immediately relieved because I was like, I don't know what's going on. And then you read the recap and you're like, what the fuck? And I was taken completely out of the story. But Elizabeth, don't you think you would stay in immersed in the story because Andrew Hesse did involve such details in the recap as the Derson dance party? Absolutely not. It was just like a big block of text. The whole point of a webcomic is to use these different types of media to tell the story. And when you do the recap, it's like you take all of that away. So what's even the point? If you can't tell the story in the literal media format that you are telling the story in, (laughs) what are you doing? What are you even doing? I think we broke Elizabeth. I I think she's broken. I'm so frustrated. So mad. Mm. Oh, that sounds like one of the one of the emoticons that Gallus Calibrator used. That little noise you just made. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you're just trying to make weird noises to get back at me for the note I put at the end of last episode's transcript. No, I'm making weird noises to cheer you up from your Andrew Hussey angst. That's fair. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're a good friend, even though you did get me into Homestuck, and you are, in an indirect way, the cause of my Andrew Hussey angst. (laughs) Exactly. Speaking of Gallo's Calibrator. Yes. The good parts of this update. Yes! I feel like were some of these pester logs, because these are some good pester logs. They were some good pester logs, yeah. Can we fucking talk about Gallows Calibrator's goddamn drawings? Oh my god. Dave, is this you? Dave, is this you? And she's just, she's just bringing out these old, these old Sega box arts, and like very poorly drawing sunglasses on them. And here's the thing. We know that Gallo's Calibrator can see enough using, like, colors and shit that she could probably pin the sunglasses on the Dave Strider without any trouble. But she doesn't! The master of weird, ironic humor. Dave's just like, why did you, they're not even on his face. He already has sunglasses on, and she's just like, (laughs) And Zeph is like, so many times. I feel like this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. It is. I think one of my favorite moments in this reading session was at the very end of their conversation where he was he was telling her all about how he was going to like make an art gallery and have a sea party and have a sea party but she wouldn't be able to participate but she'd come and they'd, they'd all be seeing and she wouldn't and she was like can I look at the paintings and he's like yeah sure she was like it was a very good moment and she also clearly did not care 
she still had the upper hand in literally every way. I think the fun thing about Gallows Calibrator as a character is that she is, like, such a weird-ass motherfucker. She's just, like, the weirdest fucking person in the universe. You know how people talk about the weird little girls? We all either know one or were one who, like, end up, you know, sacrificing their Barbies to Eldritch monsters. Yes. <laughs> you know, you know, that kind of little girl. I feel like Gallus Calibrator is like that. She just never stopped doing it. She is the 13-year-old version of that. That is exactly, I would say, how the 13-year-old versions of the weird little girls act. Usually by the age of 13, most girls are shamed out of that phase, but she managed to stick right to it, and I really appreciate that about her. I respect her. It takes a lot of guts as a teenager to just be so fucking weird. It takes a lot of guts. It does. It's worth it. She's so fucking funny, and I love her with all my heart. She's very good. I know she tried to kill John, but that was not on purpose. And also, John kind of had it coming. Yeah, she didn't think that he'd actually do it. Also, she's 13. She's just trying to break this game. Wait. Look, listen, she didn't know that John has this very strong faith in humanity. His faith in humanity is so strong that he applies that to an alien race who is not human. Very honestly, does not have those same values. Yeah, he has a relentless, undying optimism, and for that, I love him. It's actually very good. It's very rare to see a male protagonist have that trait. Yeah. But also, John, you need to rein it in. <laughs> yeah, also- John, these are aliens, and they have tried to kill you. Please be chill. Shave off a little bit of that gullibility, just a tiny, tiny bit. You can still be very nice to them. Just don't go into any gates that they tell you to go into, except for that one that Gallows Calibrator did tell you to go through, and then that did turn out well. I have a feeling he didn't learn his lesson. <laughs> no. I will say, one of the genuinely saddest parts of this reading session was they'd have to do with John. Do we have to talk about Dead Jade? We have to. Do we have? Oh, can't oh, can we? Can't we keep talking about Gallows Calibrator and how she's using Sweet Bro and how the Jeff memes wrong? I do think we need to talk about Dead Jade. Can we talk about Cal Gallows Calibrator's emoticons and all the sounds they make? We already did. Can we? Can we talk about all? all not of talking her about it's not gonna make it go away. <laughs> Yeah, so Jade's fucking dead, or at least her dream self is. Right after, right after she had a conversation with Audios Toreador about how dream selves can die. Ah, ha ha ha, so ironic. I, I have talked about this at least twice before, but I know Andrew Hussey does that thing where he introduces you to something and then immediately does it in like a very, in like a way that you know like the stakes of it. So I feel like the new pattern of Homestuck is that if someone tells you a piece of information, you better think that information is going to come in handy two seconds from now. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that your dream selves can die? <laughs> Guess I'm dead then. Yeah. 
the whole Jade letter was very sad, actually. Oh no, Jade's dream self is dead. But then, you know, you read about how, like, oh yeah, she's been visiting for years and she has friends here and she's been waiting and waiting and waiting for John to wake up and she's so excited to show him around and introduce him to everybody. And she wants to, she wants to have fun in the city with him. And she's, like, very worried about his dreams. And she's like, I see you reading the letter right now, and you look very sad reading it, but I don't know why. No, that really was very sad to me. It's interspersed with the weird plot things, with the mechanical bunny, and... That was right in the midst of your frustration with everything. There was some whiplash going on there for sure. Who was that other person? That other person that wrote a letter to John that, you know, they wrote that letter to them and also helped make the bunny robot. Who you cycled through, I would say, about 15 different accents. Before landing on one that was just like, what's the one celebrity that that sounded like? I have no idea, but it didn't sound like much of anything. It just sounded more emphatic. It's that one impression that every guy in his 20s does at a party <laughs> where it's just like, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> it's like it's like from a movie or something. Is it like the is it the cocaine man? <laughs> cocaine man? You mean the guy in Breaking Bad? Or... No, it's No, that's not cocaine. It's like in one of those mobster movies. I have no idea. Is it Scarface? Is it Scarface? I probably. Is it is it Johnny Wiseau? <laughs> Definitely not him because he doesn't exist. Wait, wait, who's Johnny Wiseau? <laughs> no one. That's not a person. Wait, who who is Johnny Wiseau? No, it's Tommy. Wiseau. Oh, well, I think that's what they're doing, is the, the, the Tommy Wiseau impression. I have watched all of The Room, and I do not think that sounded like Tommy Wiseau, because it's very distinctive. What's that accent, then? I don't know, because I don't know what one you were trying to do. Hey, Twitter, if you can, if you can help me try and figure out what accent that it's it's the one where the guy is talking like this that's not even the one you did <laughs> but that's the one i was trying to do <laughs> i don't know anything about any media i'm very <laughs> i don't know any actors names i don't know any bands you just know homestuck i know them when i see them but i don't know them offhand i will say you do know one actor's name what what that's this Nicolas Cage. Now that's that's the guy in National Treasure, isn't it? Yes. That's that's that Ghost Rider man. That's Wicker Man. Yes. That's that Con Air dude. Yes. He was the one that gave the bunnies to his who to his blonde wife and daughter. God. Oh boy. Is Con Air the one movie where like everyone's like trying to figure out if it's a Christmas movie or not, or was that Die Hard? That's Die Hard. Because Die Hard takes place at, at Christmas time, but it's not a Christmas movie. What were we talking about, Homestuck? <laughs> I have no idea. I think when we get so off track that we forget what we're talking about, I think that means it's time to go to the mini game. <laughs> Agreed. What the fuck is this episode? 
Hi everybody! Welcome to the part of the minigame where I guess we try and stay on task. It's the mid-episode minigame. The part of the minigame where we try to stay on task? I mean, I have a task that I want to complete, and that task is humiliating your ass into outer space. Which I think I do pretty well every time. Oh, I've gotten used to it. Anyway, we have five minigames that we have a chance to play today. Elizabeth, would you like to go ahead and spin that wheel and decide which one you're going to be playing? Uh, yeah, um, do you want me to read them out, or should I just- Oh, oh yeah, fucking read them out, in case someone comes to listen to our podcast on episode 19 for the first time. Yeah, sorry, we, you probably don't have a very high opinion of Homestuck right now. This is a bad first impression. Bad first impression, but that's okay. Alright, we have image description, music appreciation, true or false- Hussies fixations or a troll who wants to be a millionaire. Tell me what game we're going to be playing, because I want to play a game. And that game is going to be a music appreciation. Alrighty, everybody. Music appreciation is a game where I list three real song titles from any of Homestuck's music albums and mix them with two false song titles of my own creation. Elizabeth has to find the false tracks. Yeehaw. (laughs) Yeehaw. Elizabeth, would you like me to go ahead and read off those names? Yes, please. Hopefully it won't be Nick Cage themed this time. Since no, it's, it's, it's not going to be Nick Cage themed. The theme on this one is a little harder to parse. Oh, what? The names of those tracks are Say Hello to Our New President, Pumpkin Party and Seat Hitler's Water Apocalypse, The Beginning of Something Really Excellent, Banned from the Circus, and let's all rock this heist. Elizabeth, which two of those are fake and which three of those are real? I'm going to go with the two false tracks are Banned from the Circus and Let's All Rock the Heist. Is that your final answer? That is my final answer. All right, Elizabeth, you are half right. Okay. Banned from the Circus is a false Homestuck track. I was hoping you would think that one was a correct Homestuck track because John's dad was banned from the circus. Well... The other false track in this list was Say Hello to Our New President. That is a fake one that I made up. Uh, you know, I'm really glad that the beginning of something really excellent one was a real one because I really like that. I don't know why. We have heard the beginning of something really excellent. We've heard that track before. That is on page 1026 of Homestuck. That is Jade's bass solo. Oh! Oh, nice! And it appears in the volume 5 album of Homestuck. So you've heard the beginning of something really excellent. That's Jade. That's a Jade song. Love that. The other ones that are real, Let's All Rock This Heist is a real album. It's in volume seven. It's not on a page or anything. And then the other one that is also real is Pumpkin Party in See Hitler's Water Apocalypse. Yeah, I figured that one had to be real. Pumpkin Party in See Hitler's Water Apocalypse is a song that fucks. This this song fucks. (laughs) It's on the volume nine album. And uh, let me tell you, the whole volume nine album fucks. Like, it's a very good album. But I do like Pumpkin Party and See Hitler's Water Apocalypse. You just like saying that. It's a whole bunch of words. What? Like saying what? Like saying Pumpkin Party and See Hitler's Water Apocalypse? Yep. What do you you think the title of that song means? 
I mean, we've seen some pumpkins, but other than that, I have no clue. But Elizabeth, mm -hmm? you only got half right. I know, it's very sad. Which also means you got half wrong. Aww. And do you know what happens when you get half wrong? Do I have to read another recap? Oh, Elizabeth, there are so many more recaps you're going to have to read. No. We're gonna get back to the episode, which we're gonna we're gonna try and talk about some lighter stuff. We see. <laughs> oh, please, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, mm -hmm. I know you like super hate Adios Toreador with your whole heart and soul, but like, what do you think of him now? He wasn't that bad this time, I guess. It's possible that my hatred of him was simply eclipsed by my raging fury. Of like... The voice that I always give to him when I read him. <laughs> he wasn't the worst thing about this reading session. So, just sort of lukewarm. He also wasn't the best thing about this reading session. Absolutely not. In no way. But, not the worst. Not the worst. Not the best. Just average. Just average. 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 That one picture of him flying around in Prospect was pretty nice. Yes. Yes, it was. He was very happy. You only like Homestuck characters when they're happy. <laughs> no, that's not true. I liked I liked I liked John today when he was sad. Oh no, you just like it when they emote. Yes. I was about to say, it didn't make any sense why you like Carcat at all, even a little bit then, because he's never happy. He has so many emotions. He does have like the most emotions. He has emotions coming out of his eyeballs. And that emotion is anger. <laughs> Currently, the emotion is pretty much just anger. It's gonna stay like that for a while. I believe in him. Things will change, eventually. You keep telling yourself that. They will. We did have a conversation with Carcat, Carcinogenesis, whatever the fuck. It's gonna be revealed next time. Oh boy. It was, it was another mostly plot conversation, so it was... One of those conversations where, like, none of us have any idea what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Did anything stand out to you just at all with anything Carcat said, even a little bit? Yes. Uh, do you have a page number by chance? Oh, you're gonna make me get out the page number. I'm gonna make you get out the page number. I gotta find it. Wait, I think I, I found it. Page 1930. Oh yeah, the, the whole conversation, Carcat is talking about how John is going to do the dumb Conair stunt in like two minutes. Yeah, yeah, which is very good. Oh, and the Crash Bandicoot thing. The Crash Bandicoot thing is very good, actually. There were a lot of good things here. The conversation about Jack Noir was interesting. But I don't really care about Jack Noir that much, so... You don't care about anything past the children. <laughs> he was explaining all about the meteors, and it was Jack Noir who is the reason that things are going to go so bad. Kirk, I was explaining this stuff, 
And the trolls explaining things, especially Karkat explaining things, does not take me out of the story. No, it's very good when they explain it to each other because it's like in terms that everyone can understand. Right. And it makes sense in the story because characters in the story don't understand yet, but some characters in the story do understand because of things within the story. It makes sense. You know, we've talked about how the pester logs are better than the narration, generally speaking. I would prefer the explanation in the voice of one of the characters than in the voice of the narration. Yeah, because the voice of the narration is also the voice of Andrew Hussey, and fuck Andrew Hussey. Exactly. Perfect is actually interesting. He puts his own spin on things. It's just him speaking as a character. Yeah, he puts his own spin on things. He talks about his own genitals. It's really great. Yeah, you know, like you do. This scene worked for me. So, the, yeah, there's two different Jack Noirs and stuff. Maybe if all of the recaps weren't Andrew Hussey talking, but it was just Rose doing more game FAQs, then it would be okay. Wouldn't mind that so much. If it wasn't explicitly a recap, but if, like, Carcat was explaining some things to John, and then Rose was explaining some things in game FAQ, and then Dave Sprite was explaining something like that works. It's still over the top, but it's integrated. Although, that was the last game FAQ we're ever going to get out of Rose. It's never going to come back. Nobody's ever going to reference it again. And it's not ever going to be a thing. I believe you completely. <laughs> we also had another conversation between Rose and Kanaya, and this one was a little spicier. <laughs> this one was interesting, yeah. And not spicy as in, oh, they're cute, but like, oh, Rose is actually being kind of a dick. Yeah, she was. I was upset with her. Like, come on, be nice to Kanaya. She hasn't really done anything to you. To be fair, Rose was kind of like trying to do a fight. She was trying to do a fight. Still, Kanaya's just trying to be friends. <laughs> like, You're biased. Okay, yes, I'm biased. I don't know. I just really like Kanaya. Now Kanaya thinks she did something wrong and made Rose upset with her. The smart Rose, in fact. Smart Rose, yes. They didn't click quite as much this time around. It's fine. Not every conversation you have with someone has to be the best. No, absolutely not. So that's fine. Then we had, you know, a conversation with Adios Treador and Jade, and then we had a lot of good, oh, I love Gallo's Calibrator with all my heart and soul. She made an appearance when Kurkat was... She, yeah, she just came in to laugh at him. As is her right. We got some good pastor log moments. We did, yeah. And that's all that matters. Yep. Nothing else matters. We got about five different psych outs on... Ending the act. <laughs> I was actually just going to comment on that because I know I said I wouldn't be salty anymore, but I don't know why I did that. And it just annoyed me, and it, there didn't seem to be any reason for it. I think it's one of those things where, like, it probably was funny when this was coming out serially, but now that it's just here, it's just like, I don't, why did you do this? Okay, that's fair, I guess. You could also take it out after that. You don't have to keep everything in. Yeah, I don't know. 
You just sound so defeated, Elizabeth. I'm just having a lot of feelings and opinions, and I will say I'm glad that I have an outlet for them, because my other option would just be making a bunch of angry Tumblr posts. Now it's 2019, you can't make a bunch of angry Tumblr posts about Homestuck. Exactly. Instead, I make an angry fancast about Homestuck. This is 2019, where everybody makes a podcast about everything when they're mad. It's a great outlet. I know I asked you this when we, like, first did this, and I remember the first time you said, oh, I really like Homestuck, and I was at the end of Act 1, I think. Yeah. It was, like, episode 3 or some fucking bullshit number like that. Yeah. Elizabeth, do you like Homestuck? Um, that's a question. I like what Homestuck could be and what Homestuck is in its best moments. What about the worst part? What about what about the bad parts? It's difficult because in any piece of media, there are good parts and bad parts, especially when it's as extensive as Homestuck is, and you just have to dig for treasure and eat the dirt and all of that. When I said that the experience of reading Homestuck was digging for treasure and eating the dirt, I was not lying. No, you weren't. I wasn't just talking about finding funny lines in the middle of Andrew Hussey saying the art word for the fifth time. No, I think I'll say this now and we'll see if I eat my words later. I think Homestuck is something I would, aside from this podcast, is something I would read once and then not read again, not in its entirety. And I am a big fan of rereading, rewatching, re-everything. So that's a, that's bit of a thumbs down Oh, that's saying something that you wouldn't reread it. Right. I'm willing to get through it once. I want to know what happens. Really, any point that we've been reading, I would say that, like, yes, aside from this podcast, I would continue reading it. I would read it through to the end. And then, like, I would probably go back and watch some of the sound files. I have already. I like the sound files. And that's about it. It's too much dirt to do a second time. You have pica now. I can do it the first time because I don't know how much dirt there's going to be and I don't know where the treasure is. After that. No. Yeah. First off, that does make me a little sad because I do remember the days when we were reading through Act 1 and Act 2 and you would message me like, I've reread all of the parts up until now. I'm so excited for the next reading session. I would get texts about that. Yes. I also will say, there's just a lot. Oh yeah, there was a lot. Right now, just to figure out what's going on, I would go back and read parts, but there's just so much. I could go back and reread Acts 1 and 2, and it wouldn't take very long. At this point, it's, yeah. For, for me, the veteran Homestuck. I haven't read Homestuck in many years. And if we didn't do this podcast, I was, like, about to read Homestuck again, because I was like, I don't remember any shit about it. I don't know if it's good. I don't remember if it is a good webcomic or if it is just, like, the worst thing in the world. Because I remember when I was a kid, I was, like, so into Homestuck. I was very much into Homestuck. This is the last time I'm going to read Homestuck. Yeah. I- I'm probably going to play Hive Swap. <laughs> if there's any Homestuck content... Beyond Hive Swap, that isn't an 8,000 page webcomic, I'll probably consume it. I probably won't 
interact with another Andrew Hussey artwork after this that's not Homestuck. I, I only say interacting with more Homestuck because, you know, I know Homestuck. Maybe there's a good ending somewhere. <laughs> Maybe I'll get to a point where there's a good ending. Who knows? It's like when I was a kid, I would go fucking hog wild for, you know, those little pudding cups that have like the Oreo bits in them. Yeah. And then they have like the little gummy worms in there and they're called cups of dirt. I would be like super in like... That was digging for dirt and eating the dirt. <laughs> and I just, like, was so fucking into it. You know, everyone saw when I'm an adult. If I do go somewhere, usually the only places I can find this is at amusement parks or, like, places where, other, where like, children frequent. I'm not going to make my own cup of dirt. <laughs> I am an adult. If I go to, like, a, an amusement park or something that has, like, a cup of dirt, I will often buy one because I'm like, hey, I remember as a child, this was the shit. I will get about three or four bites into it. And I'm going to be like, "Mm, this is pretty good. I don't know if I want a whole cup of this. And I think that's what Homestuck is at this point. Like, I am an I I am an adult now with with a job and I pay rent and bills. I have student loans. <laughs> I don't think I can consume a cup of dirt anymore. I feel like I have to go out and like either make my own desserts or just go to Kroger and buy a sheet cake <laughs> that you have written the words sad single person <laughs> on the front in red icing like any other adult. <laughs> I feel like I have evolved. <laughs> You have evolved past your former self, past your dirt-eating self, into your sad sheet-cake-eating self. You know that one SNL skit where Tina Fey is very disappointed in in the college she went to because they did, like, the... So many fucking racist things have happened in the news, I don't even remember which racist thing a, happened. There was a racist thing, and Tina Fey was disappointed, and she ate a whole sheet-cake, I remember Just that. on air. Yes. Just on air. Yes. That, I'm Tina Fey. (laughs) That is, as the kids say, a big mood. And I think that is where we're going to end off on the homestuck we have for today. Today we read pages 1922 to 1988, the end of Act 4. We are going to start on Act 5 next time. Very exciting. Brace yourselves, I guess. Well, I need to brace myself. I'll speak for myself. You can read all of Homestuck at homestuck.com, and you can find links to the accessible versions on our Tumblr blog, which is lookhowsane.tumblr.com. Also on that Tumblr blog are our episode transcriptions. We also link them just everywhere in, like, the, the episode. You don't have to go to Tumblr to go there. Anywhere we post our episodes. It's in the description. You should be able to find it. And Elizabeth does write all those transcriptions bless her heart i do and i did manage to uh transcribe all of the weird things that liz said at the end of last episode ghost sludge like that i can just copy and paste that line from the last transcript have fun transcribing my weird accents today i will actually i genuinely will We also have a Twitter, which is at how underscore sane. 
you can contact us there and talk to us about stuff and uh, send in images for image description and all of that good stuff. It's always appreciated if you have any weird images to send in for Elizabeth to see. It's, I mean, it's past page 2000 now. That's exciting. I feel like the time that we're going to retire image description as a game is when we get to page 4000. Okay, so we still have... That's the retire point. That's still so many pages away. We have to do all of the reading that we've ever done again. Wow. So we'll see you on episode 40 when we come up with a new game to replace image description. Jeez. Also, John Michael does all of our music. Our theme music that you hear four times per episode. And it's always worth it to listen to it. Because it's good. This song fucks. This song fucks. Does does it fuck as much as Pumpkin Party and Sea Hitler's Water Apocalypse? This song fucks so much that it spent all of its money on Plan B. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Um, rate and review us on iTunes. Plan B is $50 a pop. I guess. I think. I've never bought it. I haven't either, but we support you if you've ever bought Plan B. We just haven't. Oh, yeah. Just Just like to make that perfectly clear. We're just very single. We're extremely single. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, go tell your friends to listen to us talk about how we are single and eat sheet cake, I guess. And until next time, when we're going to be starting Act 5 and, as far as I know, meeting some trolls directly for the first time, remember, Vreska did nothing wrong. Oh, the day when we meet Vriska's eyes across. Across the table at the Outback Steakhouse. The day when we meet Vriska's eyes across the table at the Outback Steakhouse when she's offering me the complimentary bread and the not-so-complimentary bloomin' onions. Well, that day will be ecstasy. It is fast approaching, and I can't wait. Bye, everyone.